Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm joined by Chris and Dave of the Comics and Motion podcast. Now, for any regular listeners of the show, um, you may have heard the Comics and Motion promo being played in past episodes. Um, and also, I mentioned in the last few intros that I actually guested on their show on episode number 75, where me, Chris and Dave all discussed our views on Dread, the 2012 movie with Carl Urban. Now, in part one of this chat, we primarily speak about Chris and Dave's other podcasting ventures. And I didn't realise this before we started uh, recording on the mic, where they said they had a couple of other podcasts that they'd done and had ones in the pipeline and things. But there are loads of podcasts that they've done that are dead in the water now, some that are on like a hiatus that they'll maybe revisit. Um, They've just basically launched two other podcasts, which is the Love Island cast and VHS Strikes Back. So there was so much to talk about. and It kind of threw me off a bit in a good way. It was just unexpected. There are so many different podcasts and it was great listening to them talk about all the different podcasts they've gone into there's football and sports podcasts mma podcasts they dabbled on the radio for a while um, all kinds of things so that part of the conversation is fantastic now, we don't only talk about their other podcasts. Um, we do also talk about sort of 80s movies and some of the brilliant things about them, you know, some of the good things and the bad things. Um, we also talk about sort of some of the difficulty and how much work goes into starting and keeping a podcast going, um, why the guys have started and stopped so many podcasts, um, how their different personalities kind of complement the shows they've been involved with, and loads of other things. So, you know, this is just a great casual chat. We have a, quite a lot of laughs in it, a few little tangents and things. So if you like the guys in comics in motion or you like me for some reason, Reason, which I would assume you do to some degree if you're tuning in, um, then this is going to be a great chat that you're really going to enjoy. Now, before we get started, there's a quick promo from the Just the Tipsters podcast. Um, it's a true crime podcast um, that will be explained in the promo. Um, if you like the way it sounds, go check it out. That's just about it for me, guys. So, you know, be sure to follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, um, and, you know, rate, review in all the usual places. Sharing is a big thing. Uh, and after the chat, I'll be back at the end to talk about what's going to happen in part two, of, or what's going to happen. <laughs> We're going to talk. Um, what's going on in part two of the chat with Chris and Dave, uh, as well as what's coming up in the future, and then a few other details of my life. And also, you know, if you do follow on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, the sort of differences between them. So, if you really like this show and it's your first time listening, I'd recommend listening to the end just so you know whether or not you do decide to you know follow on social media and stuff i'm ranting which i really need to stop doing in the intro because the outro is for ranting and raving and traveling on so <laughs> thanks as always for listening um guys i appreciate each and every one of you tuning in and i'll talk to all of you at the end tipsters this is melissa morgan i'm the host of just the tipsters true crime podcast because people are awful and they kill each other tipsters this is melissa morgan the host of just the tipsters true crime podcast have you ever wanted to kill anyone hey tipsters my name is melissa morgan and i'm the host of just the tipsters true crime podcast america's favorite true crime podcast you can find us on apple Podcast. i don't know where the you can find us how about that just can find us and listen and we're and you'll really like it is that okay just the tip stirs with melissa morgan is actually available on itunes spotify iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your podcast subscribe rate review you'll be glad you did Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. Hey guys, I am joined by Chris and Dave of the Comics and Motion podcast. Hello to you both. Hello there, Mike. Hey Mike, thanks for having us on. No worries at all. And uh, any listeners, um, hopefully who are regular listeners to the show and pay attention to everything I get up to, will know that um, the week before recording this, I actually came on your guys' show and uh, we spoke about Dread. Um, and that was absolutely fantastic. And I loved coming on your show. So thank you so much for that, guys. And um, so just as a little brief intro to uh, if anyone hasn't listened to that episode, and I'll obviously include a link in the description. Uh, you guys, you have 
more than one podcast I know. So um, you've got Comics in Motion, if you want to briefly talk about that, and then just uh, some of the other projects you've got your fingers in. Well, Dave, I'll let you explain Comics in Motion. Do you want to take this one? Oh, no, I've caught a crush you. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> I'll do Comics in Motion then. <laughs> to me, to you. To you. Are you going to do I'll it? Do All it. right, go on. I'll then. do it. Uh, yeah, so, Mike, it's Chris here. Thanks for having us on. Uh, yeah, Comics in Motion was born out of an idea from myself and Dave. Dave came onto a podcast I used to run called a Contextual, which was a gaming stroke WWE MMA show. Came on, we were just talking about gaming, really. And then we just got, after the podcast, talking about different things. Dave wants to do a podcast. He started up a football coaching one. And then we just said, look, you know, we want to do something together. We, we've known each other for such a long time. And it came from there. Dave is the comic book aficionado, knows pretty much everything about comic books, even though he'll modestly say he doesn't. But he knows a heck of a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I am just a film buff who absolutely loves TV and movies. So it was a good sort of yin and yang to get us going. And, and 18 months down the line, we, we, really, we don't, you know, we, we never have a crossword. We'd love talking I actually talk to him more than I talk to my wife at times and she knows whoever I'm texting it's definitely not another woman it's Dave <laughs> so yeah so we, we do really well and we really enjoy what we're doing and we you know obviously you came on for the Jed episode which unfortunately you and Dave tag teamed me because I didn't like it and you still like, loved it but yeah that's basically the top and tail of what it is it's all comic book based media and based around original sort of comic concepts and that's where we pick out the movie and tv films from I think if I can dovetail in a little bit on that, so just a little bit more context. So Chris and myself, you know, we met, what was it, Chris, 10, 12 years ago, but we probably haven't spoken in in the majority of that time. So, you know, I'd moved out of the area. So, you know, we were connected on Facebook and whatever, send the occasional messages, but didn't really talk that much until we sort of reconnected through podcasting. And as Chris mentioned, it was when I came on to uh, Chris's show, we just seemed to, you know, after not speaking for years, that chemistry was still there. And, you know, the way we'd bounce back off, back and forth off each other, once we'd finished that show of, of Chris's Contextual, we were just like, you know what, we we should really do something together. And so it, it was really out of that. And then so to do something about comic book movies was almost like a secondary thing to, you know, we need to do something. What could we possibly do? Oh, wow. That's um, that's very interesting. I mean, podcasts obviously start in a lot of sort of random and crazy ways. Um, you know, I know some people who just really planned it and were thinking about it for years and years, buying all the equipment and that sort of stuff. And there's other people who, uh, almost like you guys were in a sense of, they kind of, they, they had something else going on and they kind of just slowly fell into it. And that's kind of what they did. I mean, with me, um, as an example, I've always just kind of been creating to some degree. I mean, I'm not going to say it's ever been quality content, but in uh, college, I did music videos. I did like a YouTube show with my mate Reese, who's been on the show a few times. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I tried to always kind of be doing something. And then I remember I was talking to my friend Jasmine um, about how much I love podcasting and all these other things. And she was, I think she just said to me, I was like, why have you not started a podcast? Like, you've been talking about them nonstop for about two years now since you got into <laughs> Rogan. Like, why have you not started it? And it was like, that's a very good point, actually. <laughs> and then within like a couple of months, I just kind of did. Yeah, it's funny because I think with myself, I started doing a podcast on fitness originally because again, like you said, like you mentioned Joe Rogan, I know we talked about it in our episode, he's, I'm a massive fan and he's an inspiration with me as well as like the fire and the kid and that because it's basically just two friends or a certain guest coming on and it feels like it's just a chit chat you would, you would hear in a bar. Sometimes it gets heated, sometimes it doesn't and sometimes the context and the content isn't my cup of tea but the actual enthusiasm and love and I think with me and Dave that's what we wanted to do Dave Dave, it was Dave's vision really of having a sort of chat format so it just feels like two friends talking and obviously like you said Mike same thing I I think it's it's so important to have that sort of chemistry and love for what you're doing and and with us both being in a band I think somewhere along the line that creativeness of you know being in the band creating a gig and creating the performance as as sort of i fell out of love with that but this is something that just falls right up my street now i can do this from the comfort of my own home well, yeah i would love to um, i'll ask you a couple of questions about the band in a little bit later but I'm, I'm aware that you guys also have um some other podcasty projects as well um so feel free to uh, name drop them if you like <laughs> 
what, the dead ones or the, the currently active ones we'll or the ones we're creating? We'll so. probably say the currently active ones as priority and then he yeah. can say which ones you've got coming up and then just quietly shuffle in the dead ones. I, I can't wait, I can't wait well, for it, Dave to explain this one to you, mate, what we've just created. Go on, Dave. Oh, yeah. How do, how do I explain this one? Actually, before I get to the totally cringeworthy uh, one that Chris is referring to there, again... I think one of the reasons Chris and I work so well, or, or at least I feel we work so well, is that we are quite different in our approach to to everything. So, you know, I'm I'm quite an analytical person. I'll I'll sit and think deeply about what it is I want to do and make sure something's structured. Make sure you know I'm fully prepared for something. And Chris is a bit more kind of gung ho and just jumps right in there and, and you know Chris will probably you know forgive me for saying but you know I used to say to Chris you know it's as if we're preparing to do a parachute jump and I'm like you know checking all my equipment and everything and Chris has jumped out the plane and I'm <laughs> shout, shouting after him saying your parachute's here uh, <laughs> but I think because we have those completely different approaches you know left to our own devices I'd still be analysing and agonising over creating that first podcast. Uh, and Chris would have a legacy of about 100 podcasts that he's trying to maintain and, and promote. So because we have that creative tension in our two different approaches, I think that's one of the reasons that, that we work quite well and that we have a few podcast projects and not you know, a hundred or, or zeros would be in my case if I was left on my own. So, so yeah, I mean, Chris, do you, you want to take up, let's take up one of our current projects. Yeah. So one of the current ones we've got, and I'm saving the cringe with one for you, Dave, is we're doing one which we're about to start recording. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to, trying to do the old switcheroo there, but you did me. <laughs> yeah, I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. No, no, no. Um, is we're doing one which is going to be called the VHS Strikes Back. So what we're looking at is movies from the 90s, 80s and 70s back. And it's just stuff that we like, probably quite... They're all like mega films we've got listed so far. Something completely different from the comics, a slightly different format, but just films we love growing up and we're also going to throw some curveballs in because I grew up watching the worst karate films ever so that's good that's actually we've got the the pages are all lit and they're up the the Twitter page everything's ready to go we're just going to start recording our first episode it's it's back to the future so that'll be going live hopefully in the next 10 days so that's a big one for us hopefully Mike well that won't be as regular as comics that's not going to be every single week it's going to be something that we're not going to put that restriction on us. We're going to do it when we have the free test. It might be every 10 days. No, I mean, Dave, we say this and we'll probably be recording twice a week, but we... we every other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we, we're trying not to put that restriction on so we enjoy it because we're already doing a reviewing podcast as such with the comics. So this is just like a little side project. But And then, Dave, please tell Mike what this other one, which has actually been quite <laughs> successful in its first week. It's done all right, hasn't it? I mean, again, so when we created the comics, I, I'm a believer in if you created the theme, you need to adhere to your own rules. And, you know, I've, I've stretched it a bit with, you know, doing some uh, movie reviews very, very loosely based on comics. So like Weird Science was, a, was an old 80s movie. It was very, very loosely based on a comic. Uh, we did Star Wars because just before the, the movie, came out in 77 that Marvel released the Star Wars line but it was basically just you know it was the movie it was taken from early scripts of the movie um so we, we can always have a stretch next week we're going to do John Wick just because there was a comic ab- adaptation of it but you know we were just thinking you know what let's just do all of those epic kind of uh you know old golden age of home cinema movies you know the back to the futures the old arnie movies stallone van damme all of those let's just do all that stuff that we love and you know just indulge a bit and put those nostalgic lenses on and and i'm expecting that we'll probably (laughs) remember things slightly better than what they they look like now watching them in 2019 but let's see maybe terminator 2 i think terminator 2 and aliens they still hold up but i think maybe some of the other films among the ones that haven't had such a uh a cult following in a lot of ways and not as many remasters but i will say a small caveat here which was actually um you know the movie the warriors yeah i um yeah brilliant film and i I saw it ages ago when I was a lot younger. I could barely remember it. And then um, a mate of mine got the 
whatever anniversary it was remake of it um on blu-ray not not remake like a new film but you know the remastering of it and i swear to you if if you obviously can tell by the dialogue and the way it's everything in it that it's like an 80s movie if it is 80s which i, I think it is but, but just, you can tell yeah. it's not modern yeah and it's like you know but the the audio and the visuals has been remastered to such a degree i swear to you it's it's so crisp the audio that's the thing that i get the most uh bothered by in a sense when i watch old movies like old special effects mm-hmm. and cgi that, that's you know that's one thing but like i find that with a lot of audio like the original star wars before got like remastered vhs just everything is talking like this and everyone's yeah, like, oh, it's just yeah. oh it's, it's a nightmare but that warriors remake i was so blown away by how amazing it looked and sounded for a remastering i was just it was crazy so i'm excited for you guys to go down that route and um see all these crazy films like there's, there's so many films that you think oh yeah that was that was an amazing one and then you rewatch it and you go no this had two scenes that were good and the rest of it is just <laughs> crap yeah yeah it, it's true that like because we've reviewed some stuff in the eights i've never seen like dave just said weird science there's been a few howard the duck in that and oh my word the, the worst things i've ever <laughs> oh, seen you guys have done howard the duck oh my word <laughs> i can't wait to hear your view of that i haven't watched that but i know a lot about it because obviously he shows up in a lot of marvel movies as cameos and things like that so i'm excited to hear what that is about Oh my word! You you really don't want to, to be honest. But yeah, you've got to watch it. <laughs> it. It is it is bizarre. I mean, it, you should absolutely watch it. Not because it's good, but just because it is a great time capsule. And again, I don't know what the audience was that they were aiming for, because like Howard, before he gets sucked into you know from his own duck world, he gets sucked into Earth. He's sat in his chair reading a copy of Play Duck. <laughs> and as he's smashing through these various walls, you've got this this lady duck in the bath with with her duck boobs out, oh, and wow. and like the nipples are on the outside. Oh, it's just and you're watching this, and you're like, who thought this was a good idea? Because you know that in the conference room somewhere, you know there, there's a brainstorming kind of a group of writers and they're like yeah yeah we'll get the, you know and the duck she'll have boobs you know and this will be funny and everyone will laugh and it's just like oh god life was different back there what have you seen uh meet the feebles i think it is it's a peter jackson movie I've never seen you know that. It rings a bell, but I can't. Well, I can't you guys, you maybe is, have to man. put that on your list. It's um, it, it's a film. I think it was the nineties. It was around. It was before. It was either just before, or just after he made like Brain Dead. Um, those sort of the, the weird. I haven't actually seen them, but it's, it was a Brain Dead and something else. They're like some weird films he made before he got famous making, you know, um, Lord of the Rings and that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's all puppets, and it, I think it's either Meet the Meebles or Meet the Feebles, one or the other. And it, it's like a eighteen. It's like a oh, noir puppet thriller. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. really yeah. weird. It's a very, very wrong puppet show. I yes, remember exactly. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have seen it. Yeah, the reason I remember it is when you said about the how the duck female breasts uh, was because there's a I think it's a hippo in there and she gets her boobs out at one point and it's it's probably <laughs> I'd probably say it's one of the only times in my entire life where I've been watching something boobs have come out and I've been like oh put back <laughs> like, <laughs> like any amount of boob I'm normally happy with but like or at least neutral to but that was weird and big just hippo puppet this. boobs <laughs> yeah exactly it's you know many things on that list are a big no for me and put them all together makes it even worse it's just oof. but um. <laughs> So what's the, uh, you've got another podcast, haven't you? I've de- the- deliberated too long. I've been delaying this <laughs> and delaying nice. it, haven't I? So, <laughs> okay, so again, a little bit of context. So Chris, you know, for years has always gone on about how much he loves reality TV. And I, you know, in the early days of Big Brother, I was a big fan of it as well. But I kind of switched off it, you know, as they started getting more and more extreme contestants in so it just wasn't interested in it and it it sort of became a bit of a running joke about chris's obsession with love island because you know chris you're you're all into your mma and your wrestling and your bodybuilding and everything aren't you but you (laughs) sort of yeah took up your you know you put your purse away into your handbag and then run off and watch love island so it was kind of a kind of a running joke and then so I think it was just last week. It was just before it was about to start, wasn't it? Yeah. We were just talking on the phone and it was like, you know what? Because I I am so against this whole show and you're so for it, why don't we spin up a podcast just about that? You know, and, and it again, I like things where you've got two people with a completely different perspective looking at the same thing and giving their thoughts on it. So... 
that was the whole idea and we spun it up quite quickly um we got that first show out didn't we uh, i think the day after the first episode and then we sort of said we'll do it every week but then <laughs> i've ended up i'd started off if you listen to the first couple of episodes i'm like yep I'm the Love Island cynic. I hate this show. I hate everything about it. All these people are just narcissistic assholes. What am I doing with my life recording and spending my time doing this? <laughs> and slowly but surely over this last week, I've been sucked into it. <laughs> oh, Dave, I, I was in the camp that you were in before. Like my girlfriend, she likes it and people at work watch it and things. And I'm like, I, I will say, I will preface this. I believe that everyone should be able to watch whatever the hell they want, whenever they watch, be it Love Island, Big Brother, X Factor, any of that stuff. It's, it's just not for me. So before I say what I'm about to say, my views of Love Island, I have no problem with anyone else enjoying it. Okay. Now, that said, I fucking hate Love Island. No, no, what I was going to say is that the context of it's even better is the fact that because an old Dave absolutely pissy well hates it, it's even better. And also is I didn't even ask to do this podcast. He approached me. So because he's approached me, I've been <laughs> reveling in this for 10 days now. And yet, and just as a quick segue off, you know, earlier on when you were saying about, David saying like, Chris will go 100 mile an hour if he jump out of a plane without a parachute. Well, the running joke is, if Dave brings me with something, I think it's just sort of my OCD kicks in. Within an hour and a half, we will have, and this has happened a couple of times where we've gone nowhere with it, I've been on five. I've got a logo. We've got an email address set up. We've got a Twitter address set up. And Dave's like, whoa, hang on a minute. We're, not, we're just talking. So it's a running joke now where Dave will actually say to me, Chris, don't be going to get a logo from Fiverr, you know, because I'll, I'll literally <laughs> have a logo ready to go within like a couple of hours. And to be fair, the Love Island one was, uh, and that's, Love Island one was actually through the new hosting side. They've got their own logos and the stuff which you can use, which is pretty good. But it's quite good in the context of it also. Yes, if Dave comes with an idea, Mike, he knows he's going to like that touch paper. And he did it in one afternoon. I created two new podcasts, which is the ones we've just mentioned, all the social media stuff, and had a, a promo done for both of them. And, Dave, and I said to Dave later on, I went, I fucking hate you. I spent all afternoon doing this. I spent only four hours creating these podcasts and putting promos and editing. But it was all done. So all and Dave's does it with Dave's done it with hours as well. But it's just like, yeah, cheers, mate. You know. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, that's amazing. I mean, it's it's one of those things with. As I say, I do. I, I can't stand Love Island, but you know, from what I gather, there's some. There's almost like the two kinds of people who watch it. It's the kind of people who watch it ironically, and the kind of people who watch it seriously in a sense. Even though they're both kind of getting the same thing out of it. You know, some people watch it and it's like they love the drama, they love the this, they love the that, and the other people they hate all the people so much. It's enjoyable to watch essentially uh, specimens of idiocy essentially and not that every individual person on Love Island is, is stupid I'm not saying that but you, you know what I mean like yeah. that sort of yeah it's, it's, what's, the, what's the show called then sorry just so to plug it Oh, sorry. The Love Island cast is it's uh, on Twitter. It's just called the Love. There's, yeah, there's the, not one already called the Love Island cast. I'm quite surprised about that. Fortunately, they call themselves the Love Island podcast. Yeah, so we we've got I think they do it. shorten it, but uh, yeah, we we kind of nicked in there. So <laughs> yeah, well, well, I mean, <laughs> always helps to have a good good URL like that. Exactly, and I think as well, Mike is is. The way we've done it, and I with you, I agree. Me and Dave are massive fans of The Office, David Brent. You know, I love Ricky Gervais's work. The, the, the cringier comedy stuff. I know a lot of people are not into Ricky Gervais, but the cringier comedy stuff, I absolutely love. And what I love about Love Island is, yeah, they do get involved in the drama. Some it kicks off a bit. Like, there's a guy today who's been kicked off it and just randomly broke the rules. We don't know what it is, but we and Dave decided to do a 20-minute talk about it this afternoon. <laughs> get that up. Um, speculating. But he's... I agree. It's when people are trying too hard and they're so cringeworthy. That's what I get off on. I, I like that side of it where someone is trying to be a somebody and they just come across so wrong. And it's like you're really pulling your, your cushion up and you're hiding behind it, like cringing, like, oh, my word, have you just done that? You know, and that that's what reels me in, unfortunately. It's the, it's the ridiculousness of these people or the self-importance they think they have when really they're just being used to be on this TV show to create the ratings. But, yeah, I understand completely. I get plenty of stick at work off everyone. Why I like Love Island? Plenty of people. <laughs> See, I, I mean, I'll give, and I don't want to come across like a, you know, a born-again Christian or a, a recently, you know, an ex-smoker who's <laughs> telling everyone how terrible it is to smoke or, you know, but it, with it all being fresh in my mind, you know, just this time last week, I was so anti-Love Island and I still have a kind of love-hate relationship with it. 
I, I'm I'm a student of observing people as well. So, you know, I work in the tech industry and technology is changing all the time, but people don't. You know, the way, the rate at which technology has evolved, you, you can never quite keep up with it. You just, people get older and you get younger people coming into the workforce who know the newer technology. But the people are always the same and you have all these different personality types. So, you know, you observe it in your own workplace and, you know, you can put people, you know, there's various frameworks like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Myers-Briggs. I, I personally love it. Um, it just creates this this framework where you can kind of pigeonhole people and you know you can understand where they're coming from so if you know where someone's going to come from you have less conflict with them because you know you know you're coming from that place i see it from a completely different perspective but that's okay that's because i'm kind of in this box over here so seeing these people you know they're all fairly extreme like I said, with the, you know, uh, going back to the early days of Big Brother when things started to get more extreme, but you can still tell how they approach things very differently. So that's what I've, that's what's grabbed me and added to the fact is probably my own modus operandi, which is, you know, I'd gone through, I rewatched a couple of times that first episode because I was taking notes all the way through. I was like, you know, this person uh, has done this for a career. And again, what they do for a career says a lot about them. We all, we can make money lots of different ways. So we all do roughly something that interests, interests us in some way. So noting that down and, you know, kind of how they're acting, little things that they've said about themselves. So I, because I'm doing all this preparation, I think at some point through osmosis, I just ended up getting sucked into it. And it, I think it was about episode three that I, I'd listened back to all the podcasts we do. And I, you know, I'd said the words that I was a cynic, but I was talking about, you know, this person was, you know, interacting with this person and this other person, you know, what the hell are they doing? And, and I, listening back, I, I was like, I'm not a cynic anymore. It, it was a moment of realization for myself, just listening back to myself. I didn't notice it at the time. It was only after when I thought, oh, I, I'm talking as if I'm a massive fan. So, yeah, there you go. There's my little story for the journey for the last week. Well, that's incredible. I mean, it's always good to, you know, put your finger in lots of little pies um, and, you know, just try other things. I mean, you know, who's to say, I'm, I'm not going to try to be a cynic on this, but like, you know, if you did the Love Island cast, uh, it finishes after this season of Love Island finishes, and then next year comes around and you guys either can't be asked or you didn't find that you got enough out of doing the Love Island cast or anything like that. You don't have to do another one. You know, it's not like it used to be, uh, not with podcasting this is, but like, you know, with a TV show, for example, if you have a TV show, you make it, you're trying to make it go most cases for as long as you can to keep you know getting that money mm -hmm. because these are passion projects it's just like i'm doing this for fun and obviously it's nice if you get recognized it's nice if you know it grows popularity in your in air quotes main podcast or if any sort of go viral and go huge or anything but it's just that thing of like just if you two want to have fun chatting about love island you know whether or not anyone else listens you know obviously hope and when you the send you the best wishes but if anyone else it's just like it doesn't really matter you know you can just do your own thing and i'm interested now of some of the dead podcasts that you guys have done like the podcast graveyard <laughs> i mean how many are there <laughs> well um, in chris's graveyard three thousand two hundred. Uh, not sure what, what was that film misery misery um, um yeah so <laughs> uh, well, well i mean when you talk about the united sportcast Oh, Chris, yeah, sorry, and then, yeah. And yeah. then that leads so, on. We've yeah. got a few football ones, haven't we? Yeah, so what's happened is, Mike, it'll, I'll segue into some of the dead ones. Me, Dave, and uh, Dave's friend, Ben, who unfortunately both Liverpool fans, I'm a Manchester United fan, we're doing one called The Chat Footy, and we started it last year when the World Cup was on, and The Chat Footy Gossip. Now, that was a daily one we decided to between me and Dave, where it's... That's what I say. Sorry to interrupt. I just realized, I follow you guys on Twitter. I'm just, I've realized I've seen the Chat Footy podcast on Twitter. And I've like, I think I've oh, retweeted nice. something of yours once, actually, just because normally when I follow a new podcast, I retweet. So I think I've, I'm actually following you already. And I just didn't realize it was you guys. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well, to be. We're everywhere. Yeah, we're everywhere. Yeah. We're we, like we, the Illuminati. Yeah, we, we, it, there's not some ritual or religious thing we're trying to drag you in here mike it's not a podcast thing it's just purely us when we started it 
And we did a daily transfer news thing and that got too much for us. It was every day. It was literally three or four minutes, but it was just too much doing it every day. So we decided to go down the route of doing a sort of regular podcast talk about football. And we carried that on up until this new year. And unfortunately, or fortunately for me, it was just after Jose Mourinho got sacked for United. So we went on a good run. And then Liverpool obviously won the European Cup. So I'm quite glad we've sort of parked that for the time being because of... (laughs) Because of work and various other things, we can't really get together. It's not gone completely away, but it is something we've just parked for the time being. But on the back of that, because I'm so passionate about how bad my football team are playing and the management and that, I had to get something out there. So I started the United Sports cast, where there is a story behind this as well. I've just done the first episode, the official proper first episode, and just talk for like 25 minutes and it's been well received. I've had quite a lot of downloads in the last week, which has been really good. I've had a lot of people messaging me and even Dave's done some ridiculous impressions through the Anchor app, leaving <laughs> messages, which he can do. But I did create this United Sportscast, I don't know why, about six months ago as an American parody of soccer with a United spin on it. So it was like a genuine story, but with this American accent, and it was the worst thing I've ever done. I played it today, Mike. It was 10 minutes long. I was trying to keep this sort of southern accent. I don't know why I even went down this route. And Dave just said to me, (laughs) I was like dead excited, what do you think, what do you think? And he just went, I don't really get it. I I don't understand what you're going for. After about a minute, the joke's gone. And I was like, right, okay. And I listened back and I was like, yeah, he's right, actually. But I was like proper thinking I was on to going to be some sort of parody Alan Partridge account or something, you know, like David Brent. Like they're going to be like, oh, we need this guy on every podcast. And it was absolutely awful. But you've got to try these things. But again, that was born and created in one afternoon with the first episode going out there with no real thought or structure how I was going to do it. So it's just it's awful. And I had a, a fitness podcast, the Figure Four one, which is gone. That was originally how I started podcasting and then the contextual podcast was actually really really successful that was actually based on my love for pro evolution soccer uh, because I'm a massive gamer and I've got every version all the Japanese versions everything I love that game and I love it. So I created it to talk about that with a friend of mine, but then he sort of died off and I carried it on and made it sort of a hybrid pro evo gaming FIFA uh, WWE MMA one and that went, that I went to 50 episodes with that but I got a heck of a lot of downloads but there was no context in it because literally every week I was going on there going fucking pro evolution is shit and that was it and that's like <laughs> the basis of because it was like a falling game from what it was in its heyday and I, I could only do that for so long so that's my podcast days what about so I'm not trying to lead on to it Mike, but Dave you've got a couple in the bag there haven't you I'm pretty sure you you did a combat one as well, didn't you? Oh yeah, I've done a what was for the, for oh, yeah. Indie Rocks radio show. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> I, I'm sure we're we're probably going to forget some here, but um, I mean the the very first one I'd started off with was to do the Grassroots Coachcast. So what that was, uh, my my friend. Uh, uh, Chris has mentioned him there, Ben. So we're both coaches and we both happen to coach at the same age level. I was coaching my daughter's team and he was coaching his sons. And we were both going through, you know, our particular coaching journey at roughly the same time. And what it was, we were sending emails back and forth all the time saying, oh, right, you know, we've got this problem. How do you approach this? And, and you know, I'd been interested in getting into podcasting because I've, I've loved podcasts for years you know just listening to them and I've often had that idea you know what what would I actually do and then kind of stumbled across this idea and I suggested it to Ben you know how about we just kind of do this and we kind of catalog our own learning because it'll be interesting for us from years from now to look back and say oh god we didn't hardly know anything then <laughs> you know which is which would be a good thing because it'll mean that you've learned as as you've gone along but then hopefully it'd be helpful to other coaches as well. Because I tell you, being a being a football coach of a grassroots club is a pretty lonely position to be in, especially when you've got some trying parents, you know, who all think they've got a little Ronaldo on their hands. You know, so giving someone that comfort, I think was, was something that I'd wanted to set up. So that's, that's parked for the minute. We're in the, the kind of summer season now. And I'll probably look to start that up again in in September time. Um, what else is there, Chris? The radio shows. Stuff did the radios, that. didn't we? Yeah. So what we were doing, we were taking the comics. Um, the trouble, the problem, the the thing we love, and 
also kind of don't like about the comics ones is we just they're so long you know our first few episodes were about three hours each we've got that down to usually less than two hours now but you know it's quite a lot of prep it's a lot of editing and then you know for the listeners it's a lot of listening to as well so we were trying to compress that right down and then insert some songs as well because we were on uh, an internet radio show. At, what was it, Chris? Indie Rocks. Indie Rocks. Yeah, UK. UK. Yeah. So you know, and what we'd do is we'd have say the two-hour podcast, but then we'd chop it up, and then we'd record say you know this is Oasis, you know whatever or something like that, you know, and so we'd try and put it in podcast form without the music and then you're recording extra bits to add in the music as well and so again it, it doesn't sound like much but it all adds into that editing time and so we ended up I, th- I think we dropped that probably a couple of months ago was it yeah it was a lot of work Mike and, and then, then then Dave's right it, it was a great idea and, and it was great getting music because of the band we were sort of playing a lot of the stuff we played but I then decided that I wanted to host an in, a, a, a combat show on there called Indie Combat. So I actually did a radio show. But what did I do as usual? I, I just did a pure radio show with music and everything. So all the intros were right. It was just like a an hour show. So I do about 35 minutes talking and then just fill it with songs. I decided to turn that into a podcast then called Indie, Indie Combat, which lasted for about two months. And I was like, I can't do all this. We had so much going on, Mike. So it's it's ridiculous that, that like we work different jobs, me and Dave, but I'm home from midday. I start at four in the morning. So it's like, I've got the afternoon to myself and probably I should be snoozing, but I'm usually absolutely balls deep in a podcast or some sort of editing. And so is Dave. So it's, it's just... <laughs> You get to a point where it's like you're oversaturating what you do and spreading yourself too thin. So as much as I love it, I'd love to talk all day, all night as a job. I'd love to be a radio presenter of some sort or some sort of presenter. The reality of it is there's a lot of prep goes in. Even like you know this, Mike, with what you do, there's a lot of prep into your uh, podcast as well, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, it's, it takes loads. I mean, for any sort of new listeners or anything like that, just as a vague thing, is like, you know, I, if I, before I chat to someone, if it's a guest that I don't know that well, I spend, you know, two hours a day before uh, researching them, thinking of questions to do, you know, trying to delve a little bit deeper rather than just, you know, if they've got a media kit, rather than them just sending me, oh, here's, I do blah, 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 here's five questions you can ask me. I try and sort of find the websites, her blogs, find other things that they may um, be interested in. And then I have the actual chat, which obviously, you know, one to two hours. And then on Sunday, I do my editing which normally takes around four hours from having just you know having just the the chat there I've got to do the intro the outro edit the chat itself write up all the description and show notes and hashtags and you know putting them on all the websites and making sure that they go on you know xyz as well as youtube and making sure I've got instagram posts sort of the hashtags of those pre-written on my phone so on monday wednesday friday or whenever I end up posting I do that as well because if I don't pre-write all these things then it gets to like you know a Wednesday night and it's like you know 11 and I haven't done anything and I need to sit there and think of 30 <laughs> hashtags that relate to the conversation it's just become such a mess and so I do have to do a lot of prep time and I was just you know I was thinking the other day that I was potentially an idea was to start a podcast network I haven't really figured it out fully yet but I was thinking about starting a podcast network because I'm helping a mate of mine sort of start up his own podcast um and it's going to be quite a unique-ish one, which I'm hoping once I've got more information and stuff, I'll end up talking about it a bit more. But I was thinking about doing that. And another friend of mine was doing talking about doing a podcast as well. So I'm thinking maybe I should do a network. Maybe I should help these people out, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, well, if I do a podcast network, that's just immediately going to increase my workload even more so. And I'm already kind of half complaining that I'm too busy, even though it's a passion project and I love it. So it's like, <laughs> the fact that you guys had so many is, is mind-blowing. Like, I honestly had no idea that you guys had that many. I thought you had like one each, maybe, like <laughs> previous. I didn't realise there was like, oh no, there's like at, at least like five that have been mentioned here and there's probably more we've forgotten about and the radio. It's like, Jesus Christ, and you've got two more coming out. So like, what's going on? I know. It's, <laughs> it's it... absolutely madness, guys. <laughs> No, you're right, Mike. I think as well, it's just a passion. But but you are correct. We we've got we put all ours under the whatever and uh, whatever entertainment network, which was our band name, and it's just some of me and Dave sort of own that there. But we were thinking of doing it, weren't we, Dave, to help people create podcasts? And I've done it, and Dave's done it. And we've helped people do that. But I've got to say, Mike, you are correct. You then become the sort of IT help desk for these people because they're ringing you and texting you over anything. And I, I, I sympathise with what you're saying. It's such a great idea to help people just get out there. But the reality of it is it's literally like a full-time job. Mm, I 100% agree. 
I think the reason, and like I say, left to my own device, I'd probably agonize and, and you know, only have the one uh, project. <laughs> but what I would say is I, I've been quite heavily influenced by a number of TED Talks over the years. And, and there was one, uh, it was actually this economist, and he was talking about um, the God complex and talking about a lot of uh, people in uh, medicine and stuff having the god complex you know they think they know it all and that all of science is very deterministic and you just have to think hard enough about it whereas he was very much advocating trial and error you know not completely just random <laughs> trial and error but you know in a very controlled way and saying that you know that this had been used you know i think he used the example of unilever uh had used like a, a different shaped nozzle and you know they they just experimented with it uh, all these different shaped nozzles and you know to try and generate this this washing powder if you fired it against the wall a very weird i don't know how they quite got there but he was approaching it all from an economy perspective mm. and he was looking at how complex and how many products there are in the economy and he was basically saying that you know it's because i think he said something like 10 percent of american companies go out of business every year mm. so and he was saying well 10% of people don't expire at the end of every year, you know, so we can just conclude that the economy is just evolving very, very quickly. And that's why it's so complex. And so it's a really interesting talk, the God Complex, really good TED talk. I, I'd really advise going, having a watch of that. But that sort of spoke to me to say, you know, stop agonizing, you know, sometimes just try it. You know, even the comics one, you know, which is probably our flagship, isn't it, Chris? Yeah. You know, we we like that again because it's, you know, we latch onto a particular movie or a TV show. It's easy. It's just like turning the handle and you just go and do the research. Whereas when you're doing something new, you're trying to think, okay, what's the structure? What what would What would convince someone to give up their time? to actually come and listen to you talk about something. So you're creating that whole structure when you're setting up a new project. Mm. But yeah, so, uh, you know, even the comics one though, we, we started off and we didn't really know how it was going to go. But we said, you know, by about episode 10, we'll probably have figured it out. So let, let's just start it. Let's not agonize anymore. Let's just go for it. No, exactly. And that's what you've got to do with sort of a lot of things. You know, there is, it is very interesting with the two of you because I almost feel like, the way you um, seem to speak about Dave is, it's quite weird. My interests aligned with Chris more when I was younger um, and my mindset more with yours, Dave, as I started, like as in not started podcasting, but when I was like a teenager, when I could make my own decisions a bit more, you know, I was, I wasn't impulsive in any way. I would never just jump straight into things. It would take me ages to figure things out and really work things mm -hmm. through. And then as I've kind of gotten older, um, I'm a bit more like, you know, there is a degree of thinking that has to be done about majority of things but a lot of the time you can kind of half wing it and, and that's kind of what i did with podcasting in a way like it's not like oh one day i decided to have a podcast and then that friday i had it it was definitely not that it was like you know <laughs> i uh I, I had the idea and then you know months down the line i did it but it was kind of like I was just like, well, if I do it and I fail, this is what I kind of try and tell anyone who has any idea whether they want to write a book or be in a band or anything like that. It's just like, well, just try it. And if you fail, you're going to be exactly where you are now, except you're going to have the experience under your belt. So you might as well, either way, even if you don't become the world's most you know successful guitarist, you're going to have fun and have experiences and meet people. Like one of the things I say to people at podcasting that surprised me the most was actually how many people I've met. I mean, not only obviously my show does have guests, so I do actually have to meet a new person, relatively speaking, every episode, excluding people I already know, but just like people in the podcasting community going to, I've only been to like two meetups, but I've um, met quite a few people there. I've became friends with quite a few people and it's like... I've got um, people I've been speaking to in America who've got who are planning to come into England like next year, and they're just going to come and hang out for a coffee. And it's like, well, if my podcast, say the end of next year, died because I just couldn't have time for it, I've still formulated those experiences and those uh, friendships, those relationships, and also podcasting's really helped me as an individual to essentially not talk at people quite as much you know i mean the irony is that most people would probably think it does the opposite but having you know trying to have someone on my show 
I could very easily say, oh, hello, Dave. Hello, Chris. Right. I'm going to tell you all of my opinions about your podcast, about comics and about movies. And you can chip in with a little tangent every now and then. And the rest of it is all going to be about me. And I could very, very easily do that. I don't want to because it's not only incredibly rude, but it's also no one wants to hear me just talk at everyone nonstop for ages. But it's helped me really kind of, especially when it's one to one in a room, it's like, letting someone else talk a lot more which sounds like something you tell children and it's quite sad to have to admit it when i'm you know 25 but it's like it is a thing of you know just learning to not over don't interrupt people let people kind of finish their thought but also with certain guests and certain people they kind of need a degree of interruption because otherwise they'll just mm-hmm. talk themselves into a corner and then they'll be stuck you know i think it's a you know it sounds such an easy thing doesn't it though to to really listen to what someone is saying and then you know uh, give a reflective question back I, I think that is a, a tremendously difficult skill that honestly I'm still trying to master I, I don't know if you ever truly master it you just always try and get a bit better at it we all I think if uh, there's a lot of people who probably think they've mastered it already but again in in my observations of you know observing people is that a lot of the time they're not really listening to each other. And and again, some people are better at it than others. So I, I wouldn't be too self-deprecating <laughs> that, you know, you, you you maybe didn't feel like you were as good at that before. I, I think a lot of people are not as good at it as they think they are. No, I agree. I mean, one of my things, Mike, is Dave will vouch for this, is I'm an absolute blagger. So when it comes to confidence as in, if you know, I put it this way: six months ago, I was sat in a conference with the head of the BBC, and they were trying to. I actually ended up in the wrong conference. I worked literally near the BBC. I was going for podcasting stuff for myself and Dave to try and promote the podcast to try and get us a bit of a screen test, you know, for a show or pitch an idea. And I sent this like ridiculous email in and I ended up going over to the BBC and I'm sat on the head table with the head of the BBC <laughs> while they were asking all these production companies like ITV and that, how they're going to sort out the BBC Sports Personality of the Year. And it's over to you guys to create it. And I'm sat there in my Adidas trainers, my Primark jeans and a, a crappy T-shirt thinking, what the fuck am I sat here for? I mean, I had a nice, <laughs> a nice buffet, but I can literally, I have so confident in myself to blag and getting anywhere because I just see people as it doesn't matter what job you're in you're the same person and it's going to be morbid now but at the end of the day we all end up in the same size box we don't matter how much money you've got how much status you've got there's nobody better than me and I'm not better than anybody else I just see it as you can't tell me when people look down on you like at work you know I will just buy I'm really really placid and dingy but as I've got older I just don't buy into the bullshit where you know like that sort of school mentality of always oh, a teacher don't speak to him or you know he or she's this that they're a director of a company well, it doesn't mean any better than me it means that you've either blagged it or you've got lucky I mean obviously there's going to be a bit of hard work there and consistency I, I agree but for me as I've got older I just think everyone's fucking winging it so I just think well I can wing it with the best of them and I've do, I've got all sorts of free stuff over the years and and, and for me and Dave if Dave asked me something and I think there's an angle I will try my best to get us in somewhere and it doesn't always work but we've had plenty of stuff where people have believed in our podcast because of who we are but also because I think it's a mindset you, you go through both of us I just believe that I, I believe that me and Dave would I know it sounds daftish but we would get some because of our accent I said today, six months ago, I said, you know what? I said, we should promote ourselves more in America because the Americans love the English accent. They love this quirkiness. I know they think we all speak like the Queen and we all eat you know, tea and crumpets down there. You know what I mean? We don't, obviously. <laughs> we, you know, I'm as far removed from that as anything, but the Americans believe that. And in the last six, seven months, and it's not just, it's not down to me at all. I'm not just saying that, but we've literally sort of like, 80% of the listeners are from America and we've had loads of reviews from the American iTunes stuff about us. And I'm not just doing it as a promotion thing on us. I'm using it as an example. It's not just a let's promote myself and Dave or big myself up. I'm not far from that. But I just believe that when you want something, like I, I believe in that law of attraction. I believe that if you, if you focus enough and you believe in it and you want it, things will happen. And, and that's just the way I've always been through my life. 
And that's the end of part one. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Part two will be released next week at the usual time. Um, just for a bit more detail, um, we speak about a few more sort of political themed things in the next week's chat. Um, we speak about sort of politicians. Uh, we speak about how people feel really entitled, how people don't want to compromise and sort of stick to their own teams. Um, but following that, we actually speak about how Chris and Dave actually met. Um, well, they've got some fantastic band stories to go along with it, but they basically met and formed a band, essentially. Um, so they get into that in part two. Um, we then also talk about some of the some scenes that are a little bit unsettling in old older movies a bit like sort of Blade Runner the original there's a scene in that's a little bit uh rapey <laughs> um, so we talk about that and how watching you know older films that you loved as a kid or um, sort of loved when you're a bit younger and then you watch them with sort of the modern eyes on it and it's a bit oh Jesus Christ um, and then after that we talk about in a bit more detail Chris and Dave's uh, upcoming podcast the VHS Strikes Back um, I think in the podcast we're talking about it being upcoming but I just checked online and it turns out it is actually live now um, so I've included a link to both the love island cast and also the vhs strikes back so if you like the sound of these guys' voices you like comics in motion definitely check out either of these two things i'll be checking out the vhs strikes back but i can't say i'll be checking out the love island cast because as i said in this chat i do not like love island Anyway, coming up, um, I think I've got another podcast due to be recorded. Um, look what my time to. I'm may not even be recording the podcast I was planning to this week. Um, so obviously next week will be the usual which will be part two of the chat with comics in motion uh, and then i should be chatting with someone else at the start of july so hopefully i'll have that released um then after that i'll be should be chatting with callum uh, my friend who's in uh placeholder um he was in decipher in episode four of genuine chit chat so if you've been listening for that long first of all thank you very much uh, and also he's back talk about sort of his band's new releases and things like that um i should have a uh, goff from beer nuts productions the blind australian director um he should be re coming back on the show again to talk about his new movie um so you know if you haven't listened to that go check out one of the older episodes i can't remember, remember off the top of my head which one it was um but it's the episode called something like even blindness didn't stop him and it's about 20 or so episodes ago so you know check that out if you're interested in listening to a blind australian film director who's also written produced edited in he's done loads of stuff he's a really interesting guy and i can't wait to have him on again uh and then yeah i've got a few other ones coming up that i can't really talk about just because if they're not returning guests i don't really want to jinx it so that's what's coming on for me at the moment guys and just to confirm for any new listeners or people who are starting to get more into genuine chit chat and you like the show a bit more um if you go on twitter i share a lot of other podcasters stuff so that's a good way to get into new podcasts and things like that um i do also post new episode snippets on there um facebook is almost exclusively new episodes of the show which include the snippets as well as movie reviews or tv show reviews and then instagram is the main thing that i use um i put stories on there quite often which i think i put on the facebook story anyway um, of just day-to-day -day things i'm doing that aren't interesting enough to write a big post about um i do movie reviews on there tv shows reviews the occasional food picture because it's instagram why not um the audio snippets of the episodes are on there a few extra photos that go along with some of the episodes when applicable um and just other stuff going on in my life if you want to know what i look like generally then you can go on there um you i've got i've got a new tattoo as well which i'll be posting on there at some point i've just got most of it done i need part two of it finished in the coming weeks so once that's done i'll go on there you know just uh, Instagram is probably the best way to get into my life. Facebook is probably the best way to not get involved in my life in any way, shape or form and just to find out about movies and the podcasts. Uh, and then Twitter is all about the community and lots of other things like that. So that's all from me at this outro now guys um thanks always for listening um you may notice in the, in the intro and outro of this uh, my voice is a little bit odd is because i got a blocked up nose and to be gross for a moment um, while talking at this time i had a little bit of snot dribble from my nose into my own mouth while talking and it is <laughs> absolutely fucking disgusting and it's awful my hay fever is going crazy and i was out today uh, at race for life which if you see on Instagram, you'll see about that, um, where if you're, if you're in England, you'll be familiar with it. It's basically a big charity run for cancer research. And uh, my girlfriend and her friend participated in that and stuff. So, you know, hay fever, I go outside, I get infected, but we'll get even in contact with grass or trees or anything. And I'm a sniveling mess for weeks. So yeah, that's why I sound weird. If anyone was asking and sorry for the detail about this, not anyway guys i'm gonna, i'm done now so uh, thanks as always for listening guys i appreciate each and every one of you listening especially all the way to the end uh be sure to share this to loads of other people i don't spend money on advertising or anything like that i just rely on collaborations promo swaps and like word of mouth swapping and sharing things as well as social media so any sharing is appreciated i love you all and i'll talk to all of you next week <laughs>